0: Hello listeners, welcome to Tag Talks, the voice of supply chain, I'm your host, Adarsh Kumar, co-founder and CEO of Tag Box. Today we are going to talk about uh, a topic uh, which is very interesting in these times, uh, automotive supply chains. I think uh, uh, we have seen a lot of very interesting happenings around the automotive supply chain. Obviously, the sector has been uh, impacted uh, in, in, in multiple ways. Um, But, uh, you know, including shortage of chipsets, which has, uh, you know, shut down some of the uh, automotive lines, for example, Ford, uh, and if I'm not wrong, uh, uh, you know, uh, Chrysler as well. Uh, So we will talk about, uh, you know, very, very interesting um, uh, perspective here. Uh, So today to discuss this, we have um, Mr. Balakrishna uh, from Ford with us. Uh, Bala, uh, welcome to Tag Talks. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to uh, discussing this topic with you.
1: Okay, thank you, Adarsh. Um, uh, first of all, thanks to CIA Supply Chain uh, Technology Group, and I am part of LA team, so have very good uh, good relations with CIA for past I can say six seven months, and I am delighted to share some of my experience in this talk talk.
0: Great. And just for, uh, you know, the listeners' benefits, uh, uh, Dr. Bala, as he goes, is, is is a vice president in material planning and logistics department at, at Ford Motor Private Limited uh, in Chennai. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, he has been in this industry for a very long time and we we'll really look forward to leveraging his uh, experience. So uh, Bala will um, get, uh, you know, straight into the topic then. Yep. Um, I, like I was saying earlier, there is a significant disruption that's happening in the automotive supply chain. Um, so maybe before we go into the current disruption, uh, I think for the listeners' benefits who might not be very aware of how the automotive supply chain works, um, could you tell us a little bit about uh, you know what are some of the more fundamental issues in planning for uh, managing the uh, automotive supply chain, especially in the current uh, circumstances?
1: Yeah, I think I can say at very high level, the fundamental issues in general, okay, in general, in yeah. supply chain, you really need to have a good cash.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and also we should know the right market demand in terms hmm. of planning. Okay. I'm just talking how, so that you can make use of the procurement and ensuring your deliveries, to the customers mm-hmm. okay the customer changes customer preferences are keep varying normally and that is also causing one of the key challenge in the overall planning mm-hmm. but from the current context what i see is the three key fundamental issues the the first one others that you touched upon the chip shortage Okay, yeah. that is causing one of the major issue in automotive supply chain. Mm-hmm. So, what happens basically on the complex supply chain? Um, with we procure parts from different sources, the locations across the globe, and when the when the demand varies, because we had, what we expected originally that the um pandemic mm-hmm. recovery will take it won't pace but mm. we have seen the recovery has started with the v-shape yeah in the market demand that basically mm-hmm. generated a lot of uh, supply chain challenges yeah, in terms of issuing the order on time ensuring the lead time to procure the part and mm. also holding the inventory okay that's yeah. one of the key thing and also similar to that, the chips, since the availability, the the, the supply is less than demand, mm-hmm. there is a strong view that how to allocate the chips for making for only profit making products. Okay. Okay. So it's a global challenge. And I think every industry facing this in mm-hmm. automotive, how, uh, how the allocation happens, and within the company, within the organization, if you are making multiple products, how we are going to make allocation. And that's one of the, another challenge, part of the chip shortage, hmm. where especially um, when a market is a developing market and it is a, a what you call the value product. Mm-hmm. And obviously the allocation will be much lower than the developed or high profit making product so that balancing is also another challenge okay due to the chip shortage and we also did some more comparison um, just to understand how toyota and other oems are managing uh, the current situation on the chip and clearly there is a shift in understanding that whatever lead time that we give for uh, our uh, tier one and beyond Mm -hmm. um, in ordering lead time and versus the current model um, what other OEMs uses is more in terms of the capacity commitment, the long-term capacity commitment. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that we are going through the learning phase and see how this uh, inventory is currently getting stored by the distributors and suppliers in the overall supply chain, that also makes a very clear difference mm. way of managing this uh, chip shortage. Okay, yep. So that's what the first one on chip. The second is I mentioned about the cash. So it's important that we need to- So
0: just to ask one question on that, Bala, sorry to cut yeah. you off. Uh, yeah. On the chip shortage, I mean, what is the outlook right now? I mean, I've, I've been reading horror stories about uh, <laughs> how uh, some of these things are panning out. And by the way, we are also in a hardware business, right? We are an IoT Mm. provider. We are also facing these issues, but obviously not at the kind of scale that Ford would be uh, facing it at, right? So what is your uh, perspective on when this is going to normalize a little bit?
1: Yeah, we see by Q4 this year, and then slowly by Q1 next year, uh, things will become in a normal situation. That's the current forecast. Got so it. we still have q3 q4 uh, q3 will have some rough turns and then only q1 next year we see a stability more stability
0: got it okay makes sense yeah, yeah. Can continue.
1: yeah. okay yeah on the the other the second challenge we see more on the cash and mm. cash in terms of um, balancing your uh, um supply and also the uh, revenue, basically revenue and cost, right? So balancing revenue and cost. Now, Mm -hmm. what has happened, the chip supply allocation, and that we we procure parts from different sources across the globe. And Mm -hmm. when we see these parts are procured and it is stored, and when we see the critical commodities on shortage, so basically we are adding more cash risk in the entire supply chain. Mm -hmm. And also this adds more issues in terms of the the targets that we hold that we plan and we burn cash very fast um, as uh, we have to start paying to the suppliers, the tier one supplier, but we are not getting the right revenue back due to the challenges in the um, supplier. Right? Mm-hmm. So basically it's a cash is another element. And see, there are some homologation driven changes, date driven changes, mm-hmm. mandatory changes that we have to be doing. And that is also causing a clear disruption um, which will have a risk of obsolescence, right? So, okay. so that's another concern related to cash. The last one um, on the current challenging scenario is the COVID 19 pandemic itself. Mm. Okay. See the variations in pandemic. I know last year we had wave one. Uh, now this year we're still going through wave two. And the impact is impact varies, supplier location varies. So obviously, when you plan, you have a planning. But when the reality hits, how agile that you try to bring and all the parts pull in the supply chain is the, is the another major challenge hmm. and we see any alternative options because it's more ours is more on the engineering uh, based company obviously mm-hmm. it should go through a tough testing requirements it, and it's not easy it's not we never ever gone through this type of a steep impact and mm-hmm. that, that is also impacting the capacities that if you want to do some more trials and some more uh, uh, alternate options. Mm. And then of course, the COVID impact is causing more attendance issues mm. and uh, mm. the supplies, the oxygen supplies that we come across a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, the impact in the in the in the market and considering the priority for the health sector these these are all clearly uh, the planning issues Hmm. yes you can plan but uh, when it hits something what we go through now Hmm. uh, obviously um, how quick you execute with the current agility that is where um, our challenge lies
0: okay no makes a lot of sense Uh, i think there's i'm sure there's a lot of uh, productivity impact also Um, uh, during the pandemic, right? And can you throw some light on um, will this kind of uh, impact that we are seeing right now obviously dependence on the human? Uh, Mm. So I always believe that in India uh, no matter how much automation you look at, uh, you know, given the labor arbitrage, the cost arbitrage that we have, there is going to be uh, always a dependence on the human, right? So, uh, but uh, having said that, uh, so much disruption has happened during the pandemic. Is there a conscious effort for more automation, more augmented intelligence, uh, you know, uh, coming into the uh, into the work site uh, as far as Ford is concerned.
1: Yeah, of course, because see, we were working now, our entire work pattern has changed. And mm. uh, see, I'm, I'm working in a central function. When it's mm. a central function, we handle more than one market, uh, mm. sitting in a common location where for past one year, uh, working from home, actually. Yeah. So the technology, clearly, in terms of your visual communication, or we were um, um, videos, audio, video communication. That's how we run the business, right? Most yeah. of the most of the time, mm-hmm. clearly, technology adding there, and also for production, for manufacturing yeah. and production. Mm-hmm. Yes, there there are a set of uh, technology penetration mm-hmm. uh, that we are going through. One is need not be a pandemic even because around us and surround us, the technology is taking a rapid pace. And obviously we have clear now near far uh, view Hmm. on how we bring technologies, especially in the supply chain area
0: Hmm.
1: Hmm. and to make use of uh, the technology really helps when uh, such situation occurs again how we can bring more digital workforce uh, for the repetitive type of job so those are all the other aspects that uh, we are exploring constantly
0: yeah i think we'll be like we'll cover this topic in more detail in a bit i think before we go there just want to um, you know i think touch upon some other aspects of uh, Hmm. uh, of the automotive uh, environment so uh, from a Uh, supply chain and uh, planning and logistics perspective what do you think uh, you know the planning and logistics piece uh, what what is the role that it plays for uh, new products development and capacity uplift actions
1: yeah it is a good question in fact um, the supply chain planning um, see again the car as a as a product it has become more now a consumer Mm. Driven product. It it has Mm. become necessity now. I can see the car sales and its affordability. Um, so uh, constantly your product life cycle is going through a key challenge. Mm. In the sense, Mm. in the past, you see product life cycle is seven years to Mm ten years. Now the product life cycle is getting shorter. Mm. And it it basically means you need to constantly bring the changes and also how the technology and how we can make car as a mobile, right? Today, we use iPhone and all those um, Mm. soft, uh, all the softwares and how we can make use of car Mm. in that similar concept. So Mm. what we do here is we we have uh, clearly the supply chain planning and logistics team Mm. to focus more on the basic uh, the bill of material i can mm. say the bill of mm. material and change control engineering change control activities mm. by co-leading with uh, our r d team and and similarly we also because so that we know what's coming in that mm. is the only the source of information so two year three year down the line mm. if assume assume an example we are going to get say electric vehicle and electric vehicle needs a different set of your logistics and planning parameters. So obviously we will know when it is going to come to the given market, okay. Mm-hmm. Similarly, the supplier development and readiness aspects, manufacturing mm. readiness. So from the tier one supplier, whether if you're bringing a new supplier for mm-hmm. supporting a new commodity, are they having the right infrastructure The the manufacturing elements and communication uh, connectivity, network connectivity and everything. So we ensure the readiness aspects and we go through the capacities. Mm -hmm. So because our market demand, um, it varies, but you have to have some base plan in terms of uh, what is going to be the domestic and export. If you take India as an example, we do a lot of exports, the vehicle exports. Hmm. So kind of consider we consolidate the entire uh, our planning
0: mm-hmm.
1: and whether, whomsoever we have the supply base, the tier one supply base, whether they go through, uh, they have sufficient capacity to support our production. And if there are any constraints, we try to plan in advance so that uh, we get uh, the right tooling uh, kickoff so that we can maximize their capacity mm-hmm. And similarly we talk through we go through the lot of contracts with the logistics and uh, the carriers um, to take care of the part supplies and uh, support our daily milk run. okay and material flow packaging strategies we go through as well so that uh, when the part flows from supplier doorstep until the the line side, the point of it, how it should be packed and how it should come in what way it should come. So all that comes on day-to-day mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. and procurement space um, aspects and whether we have sufficient space available when you are bringing a new product or mm-hmm. capacity uplift mm-hmm. and, uh, and the aspects of uh, customs um, that uh, whether when we import some new commodities, are we having the right, uh, the code classification and uh, ensuring the necessary contracts mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. And from order management perspective, we closely lies with marketing and team sales and marketing team to ensure that uh, all their orders are met on the ongoing basis. But for the new model, we also support various pre-production prototype engineering builds Mm -hmm. So that it gets tested and uh, the tested vehicle gets shipped uh, Mm -hmm. to different Mm -hmm. location. Mm -hmm. Because uh, like I said, it should go through different tests and to support the local and uh, export markets. And last thing is the logistics, the outbound logistics. So how are we shipping the vehicle? Considering nations like India, um, very broader, um, the multiple shipping routes you have, through road, you have through to rail mm. shipments, and bringing that multi-model uh, mm. is the another uh, planning that we do, mm. so that all these planning elements gets comprises, and then so that uh, we see how the new product get launched, and uh, whether we have right uh, engagement with our uh, supply partners and dealer partners to move to
0: move forward with that. Okay, okay. well that's that's pretty elaborate. And uh, uh, I'm sure there are uh, again, there would be multiple technologies which would be involved in getting all this uh, up and running. Yeah. Um, right? So uh, can, maybe we can I think maybe go into a little bit more detail on that discussion as well. Uh, what is the uh, role of technologies um, and you know kind of its penetration in the automotive supply chain logistics uh, that you see right now and what are some of the emerging technologies for the future?
1: Yeah, like I can pick this, I can see this as a uh, now near for under the three different chunks. Okay, so, so in the now category, clearly, uh-huh. uh, we have the data analytics and artificial intelligence um, is the focus area clearly to, to bring how to predict the supply chain and try to get some data-driven insights. Mm-hmm. Right? So we, we have the two major elements. one is the inventory, which is the cash and transportation, which is the cost. So the inventory accumulation, how we can bring down, so bring a, bringing a lean material flow and seeing optimizing the inventory mm. with the data points and also have balancing the transportation cost. Okay, transportation, inventory moved together. It's a logistics total logistics mm. cost. So how we mm. do that? So when the pandemic hits, obviously you don't have control over inventory. It goes mm. up, and then how quick you can, it's like a spring back, right? So how mm. Quick mm. you can bring it? So mm. that needs a lot of real time insights. Mm. when the dynamic scheduling and try to do some changes, some change in uh, schedules. So this data-driven solution really helping um, to bring mm. and see what is there. So it, it helps a clear decision-making process.
0: Okay.
1: And then the, um, the transportation management system solution,
0: mm.
1: it helps in turn with the data, with the, the dynamic scheduling, how we can try to pull up the milk run, on a, on a nearby suppliers and to deliver parts for a flawless production. Okay. And the digital workforce is something we, we kind of started now for various central functions. Like if it is more like a transactional repetitive type of function, bringing it to like a robotic process automation. And mm. that really helps uh, more on the digital from the now aspect. Mm. And uh, from the near aspect, we lot of thought process we go through how we can bring better track and trace uh, solutions to improve the supply chain visibility, Mm -hmm. and we we liaise with uh, various um, uh, supply partners, the IT solution providers, Mm -hmm. the startups to see um, what can we do differently. For example, when we had a weather issues, when there is a cyclone or when there are issues, even pandemic type mm. of issues, tracing exactly where the container, say you know, ocean container, if you get when we are trying to get some import parts, the overseas parts, mm. how accurately we can predict weather issues mm. so that which we can plan in advance for if there is any need for the premium or air freight. Mm. Also in the shop floor, can we bring some augmented and virtual reality technologies so that, uh, because like I said in, in central function, uh, when there is a travel restriction issued due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. how, how we travel, how the experts can go around and to the manufacturing sites. And if we have these technologies, a lot of work can be done virtually instead of uh, going in person, which goes through a lot of restriction, right? With the yeah. current scenario. So that is another uh, thing we see as a, as a opportunity. And some studies started on that. And the, uh, the modularization, basically. When you say modularization uh, within the cell, cellular manufacturing type of concept, uh, which helps to reduce the downtime, not completely shutting down the site, manufacturing site, but you can keep moving the modularization and bringing the right uh, business process, mm-hmm. uh, integrating with the technology element to assess uh, all your time studies, motion studies, and everything. That really also helps our uh, the technology way forward.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay.
1: And the long term. Um, There is a lot of focus, um, I mean, bringing a digital thread end-to-end and 5G technologies, right? 5G technologies, uh, when you are going to maximize your digital application, you need to have a strong technology to behind. And our development of some of the key connecting chips and other things, whether it comply with 5G, so all those assessment is also happening, but I say it's a long term and I say long term, three to four years down the line, really it will translate this uh, penetration further in automotive supply chain. And whatever I am saying, it's a generic input. It is, it need not be specific to my company. It is a very common across the entire supply chain. And that's how we see as uh, changes coming up.
0: Makes sense, uh, you mentioned about track and trace uh, in the supply chain. Uh, Bala. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I was reading about a lot of work being done also in the uh, track and trace within uh, the site, like for example, uh, tracking uh, parts in an assembly line to tracking uh, you know the vehicles once they are ready uh, to multiple assets and equipment that need to be tracked within a facility. These are these areas also. Uh, getting uh, more and more digitized.
1: Yes, yes. Like warehouse. See how you you movement of material inside the four wall, hmm. right? Hmm. Is it an optimized way? For example, when the when the container, when the when the trailer or container comes at the gate, hmm. by the time it comes in, by the time it goes out, does that give an optimized uh, throughput? right Fair. so they see this this uh, track and trace really helps in kind of uh, is there an ideal time so that your utilization rate increases Fair. and your investment comes down to that extent if you're planning to do any investment so i think it, it is giving a very good uh, solution but we really need to maximize that um so we are just uh, taking good baby steps right now, I can say, mm-hmm. uh, but it, 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 it will take its own pace and the lot of requirements that uh, how to get this investment, mm-hmm. the data security to take mm-hmm. care of all this uh, integration. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, is the, that is the thing that will happen down the line, but okay. the, the clear thought process is there. So I can say penetration level is just at surface level uh, mm-hmm. in these aspects but it will definitely go into
0: grow more got it makes sense okay great i think um, on the next point i want to address a, a kind of very different thought process i think sustainability is a uh, you know key topic that is being di- discussed across different industries uh, so can you talk about maybe some initiatives uh, planned to improve sustainability in in the automotive uh, uh, supply chain
1: yeah definitely and we have a very good sustainability report if you if you go and see the ford sustainability site mm-hmm. um, it's very transparent and we comply that environmental requirements uh, and also we ask our suppliers and contractors to follow the same throughout the product life cycle and also we see we don't want to restrict this sustainability up to tier one We really want the sustainability to drive beyond uh, the tier one suppliers so we basically extend the expectations to our suppliers in terms of uh, getting the raw materials and taking care of manufacturing your energy consumptions and packaging distribution all those operational elements Hmm. And, and where we use reuse or end of life considerations. Now see the electric vehicle and battery stuff coming in, obviously hmm. there is a stronger expectations, how to dispose, how, to, how hmm. to scrap the battery. I mean, without affecting the environment. So those aspects we constantly go through hmm. and our objectives are very, very clear. So hmm. we work with supply, uh, we engage our complete supply chain in terms of the footprint what uh, environmental footprint should look like like a carbon footprint yeah so, so that brings like you want to bring the emission change like of stage six emission hmm. recently introduced and and consumers not going to see the difference but uh, the cost wise it is going to shoot up for any oem or any supply base who, who mm-hmm. manufactures the the right uh, catalytic converter or emission requirements. So, so those components definitely how we kind of bring in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also we we see sooth- we see the energy water consumption, how mm-hmm. to reduce the energy water consumption, mm-hmm. and the emissions and waste that I talked about, and mm-hmm. also um, sourcing the mineral sourcing within our supply chain. Because now there is a lot of mineral requirements, the raw material requirements, how best we can bring it in more transparency. Um, it's important so that we don't lose a lot of things. It's it's precious metals and minerals, so it's critical from an environmental perspective. Um, and also how we improve our uh, smelters, right? So, mm. capacity of conflict and all that. So, I think that's the objectives we have and and specific to packaging, I want to touch base couple of points. So, packaging is one of my current core area um, mm-hmm. and we go through a lot of journey and wherever possible, we try to get the returnable um, containers. So that we don't want to unnecessarily cut trees and uh, try to dispose the material. And that adds a lot of uh, waste mm-hmm. in the entire chain. So we work closely with supplier as part of the new product. And we ensure our guidelines are transparent to the supplier, which suits the environmental footprint.
0: Mm-hmm. In order
1: to get, we, we use uh, our packaging material was 100% recycled, renewable recyclable materials so that's how we kind of drive
0: through okay okay that uh, makes a lot of sense i think some uh, great insights there uh, so uh, again thanks bala for uh, uh, you know uh, all of your experience coming together in this last 15 minutes uh, we typically um, end the show with uh, you know three social media hashtags uh, which you think are most relevant uh, in describing what we talked about today So what would um, those three social media hashtags be for you?
1: Yeah, number one, supply chain. Okay. And two, automotive. Okay. And third, sustainability.
0: Great, great. Uh, Once again, Bala, uh, thanks so much for your time today. I think uh, the listeners would have really enjoyed talking about or listening to rather the uh, various aspects of uh, and the complexities uh, in an automotive supply chain. Uh, Once again, thanks uh, so much for sharing your views.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you, Adarsh.